sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Mañana viernes, sábado y domingo estaré atendiendo.
Well, hello, hello, and welcome to Black Shirt Mixtape live on Electromagnetic Radio. My name is Jesse, and uh, I will be your host on this sonic journey for the next two hours. Uh, good evening, or good morning, or good afternoon, whatever part of the globe you're listening right now, where, wherever you're checking in from. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, or if you know me at all, you knew that was coming. That obviously was Kate Bush uh, running up that hill. Uh, thank, can we all just give a collective thank you to the Duffer Brothers, uh, creators of Stranger Things, for thrusting that song back to the top of the charts. Like, ridiculous. It's so awesome. Like, some people were kind of agitated, and I'm like, you know what? I think it's pretty rad that my kids are running around the house singing that now, right? My eldest uh, binged um, all three seasons in a weekend and then started season four, and she loves it. And uh, my youngest isn't really watching the show yet, but she um, she definitely loves that song. Uh, we play it in the car. So um, tonight's episode is going to be a little bit of a mix, right? So obviously season four of Stranger Things kicks off in 1986, and that was the year that this track came out um, by Kate Bush. And I'm going to play a, a bunch of select tracks from 1986. So if you follow me on social media, you saw my little teaser uh, right, my my usual black shirt mixtape image, uh, and in the top left hand corner there was the '86. Um, so I'm going to play just some songs that I like, um, and then I'm going to kind of split it up and and play some new tracks from some new bands, uh, and then play just a bunch of tracks that I really have kind of just been jamming on uh, from the last couple of years. Um, so a couple of weeks ago I did like uh, 1987 and 1988 right songs. From those two years, now I'm doing 86. I'm kind of thinking I might just want to go back and just do a complete retrospective, right, of um, of the 80s. I mean, let's just be honest. That's kind of my wheelhouse. Uh, if it's not Radiohead or hip-hop, it's definitely the 80s. But um, I love that song. I'm super happy it's back. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for Kate Bush. I hope she sees some, some cash uh, from this. Um, next up. We are going to play a little Janet Jackson. Um, I love Janet. I love this track. So, you know, Janet Jackson, like she, you know, her, 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 I think it was, was it her sophomore? Maybe her, even her third record. I think the one before Control was like Dream Street or something. Anyway, this record, uh, Control, came out. It was a big deal, right? Produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis um, of the time, right? Prince's band from uh, In Purple Rain. Um, and they went on to have a, a pretty illustrious career producing, you know, Janet Jackson, not only Janet Jackson, but a, a host of other artists, but really, you know, their sound that they had was very, that you could tell they were, they were educated by Prince, right? You, you hear a Prince song, you know, it's Prince down to the production, the drum beats, the guitar tone, the everything. And the same with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. So I'm going to play you one of my favorite tracks off of, um, Control. And that is, uh, When I Think of You. Enjoy.
So I love how that that track, uh, written by an English band about you know a like a veteran guitar player, uh, was appropriated um, by an American filmmaker for Bull Durham uh, to be used during a baseball montage. Right, so song about an old blues guitar player appropriated about an old baseball player. I mean, that what's more American than that? Um, that was Dire Straits with Walk of Life off of 1986's Brothers in Arms. Uh, as I mentioned before, going to play a slew of tracks from the awesome year 1986. Um, I also want to real quickly wish my cousin Marcos Pelliner a happy 40th birthday. What a great song to, to kind of tee that up with. Walk of Life, right? He's, uh, he's excited to do a slow burn through his 40s uh, and uh, slow burn into, into 50. Uh, and I did actually threaten that I was going to give his cell number out over the air so that all of you could text him random birthday wishes. But um, he wasn't too keen on that. So we're going we're gonna to scrap that idea. And um, we're going to keep, keep moving forward with, uh, with the track. So Simple Minds, right? I, I love Simple Minds. Um, a lot of their older stuff was really hard for some people to get into, right? So like a lot of um, really popular 80s bands, they were very arty, very angular, um, and not very commercially viable upon their inception. But lo and behold, uh, American cinema came calling and thrust a lot. I'm saying thrust a lot tonight, right? So Stranger Things, they thrust Kate Bush. Ooh, that's... What's going on here? Am I having a moment? I don't know. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yes. So American Cinema came along and uh, uh, very uh, handily gave some of these bands a really big career um, in the U.S., right? None more so than Simple Minds. So don't you forget about me from The Breakfast Club, right? Huge hit, right? OMD, Pretty in Pink. Uh, Just... Or sorry, psychedelic first, pretty in pink. Uh, if you leave, OMD, like really, really, really um, took some great bands, but kind of took them away from what they how they originally sounded. Um, but I love what Simple Minds actually did with their newfound fame. They went in and they recorded this great album with Steve Lillywhite um, called Alive and Kicking, and they put out after that this one of my favorite favorite live albums called Alive in the City of Light, and they recorded it uh, in Paris, the City of Light, and. Um, and they recorded it in this huge square, like in, in, in front of this castle. And it's a great live album. If you really want to check it out, uh, it's great on vinyl. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, head to your local vinyl store. I believe this weekend is, is record store day numero dos. Um, if you are so inclined and you live in the Dallas area, you should definitely hit up one of your local record joints. Um, especially Red Zeppelin Records in downtown McKinney. You can also find them online, redzeppelinrecords.com. Anyway, moving on, uh, I'm going to play you um, a track that I really love uh, off of Alive and Kicking, and it is called Alive and Kicking.
Just cruising along here. You're listening to Black Shirt Mixtape live on Electromagnetic Radio. My name is Jesse, and as I mentioned, we are taking a little tour through the year 1986 for for a good half of the show. Um, thanks to uh, uh, Stranger Things creators, uh, the Duffer Brothers, um, uh, and their inclusion of uh, Kate Bush's seminal track, Running Up That Hill, um, being pushed back into our collective consciousness, I thought I would dedicate a show to to some of uh, my favorite tracks from '86. So, two things: uh, one, I, I made a very grief uh, an, an error that I need to correct. So, uh, first off, we heard um, "Alive and Kicking" by Simple Minds. Uh, the album that it's off of is "Once Upon a Time," not "Alive and Kicking." Uh, it is not a self titled album. That was my first error. My second error was uh, that I, I incorrectly listed Steve Lillywhite as a producer, when in fact, it was Jimmy Iovine. And we, if you're a music fan, Jimmy Iovine, Interscope Records, Beats by Dre, Eminem, all that stuff. Anyway, um, the other thing that those three songs uh, that you just heard, so we heard um, Alive and Kicking, Simple Minds, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, and then that was uh, a track called uh, Good Man in a Storm by a band called Level 42. And what those three have in common, those three songs, or those three bands, is that I really love the drummers from those bands. So 1986, uh, Jesse was 12, and Jesse cared about two things. Um, Well, three. Uh, Skateboarding, drumming, um, slash music, and girls, right? That was pretty much all I was into. And I would practice for hours and hours and hours um, along with tracks from the drummers from those bands. So Mel Gaynor, uh, who was the drummer at the time for Simple Minds, I loved the sound that he got on his snare drum, this open-gated 
uh, sound. And and he plays on that live album of theirs that I mentioned, uh, Live in the City of Light. He's just a beast behind the kit. And then um, my all-time favorite drummer uh, is a, a Frenchman whose name is Manu Cache. And he primarily is known for his work with Peter Gabriel and Sting. Um, and he drummed on a lot of So uh, that Sledgehammer was off of. That was actually the first track that... You know, when Manu was uh, recommended to come in and record with Peter Gabriel, that was the first track that they worked on. And Peter Gabriel was like, holy crap, this kid is good. Uh, let's do some more. Um, and then uh, Phil Gould is the drummer for Level 42. And what those, well, what Manu and Phil have in common, I'm going to get a little geeky here, a little drum, uh, a drum geek knowledge here. Um, is that they are amazing in the pocket, right? A simple groove is really, really hard. You see a lot of fancy drummers out there with big, huge drum kits and rack toms and cymbals and doing all this fancy stuff. It's really hard. Like, I have more admiration for the drummers that actually go in with a small kit and can hold a really, really great groove. Like Steve Jordan, uh, who's actually currently drumming uh, with the Stones, uh, filling in for the late Charlie Watts. Um, but he is a phenomenal in-the-pocket drummer. Uh, right. He's done a ton of stuff, a lot of stuff with John Mayer. Um, anyway, I played a lot with those drummers. A lot. I played along with a lot of those drummers. Um, also, uh, Paul Hester, uh, the late drummer from Crowded House, right? Crowded House's first, uh, their debut album. I, I would just put that on and play along for hours over and over and over. But um, I thought that was neat that I was able to kind of put those three together. Um, next up, we are going to play one of my favorite songs from Love and Rockets, uh, from their Express album. Um, so Love and Rockets is an offshoot of, uh, Bauhaus. Um, it's the drummer, guitar player, and bass player. Uh, they split off and formed Love and Rockets. They had some great hits. Uh, this wasn't really a hit. This was just a, a track off of Express, uh, but I, I, I love it. It's called, uh, Holiday on the Moon. Enjoy.
I bet you thought I forgot about you, right? I did not. Um, I just was really enjoying that run, and that's actually that's actually going to close out our our um, our look back at the year 1986. So, not doing a full show, uh, really, just doing almost really the first hour, so the first half of the show. Um, so, we heard um, what did we hear? We heard "Holiday on the Moon" uh, by Love and Rockets, "Bizarre Love Triangle" by New Order, off of their excellent album "Brotherhood." If you don't own that record, I mean, I feel like if if you if you're gonna own two albums, well, gosh, there's so many great New Order albums. I mean, Substance, which kind of captures all their singles, but then you've got Technique, Brotherhood. I don't know. Just buy, just get them all. Just stream them all. If you own a record player, buy all the vinyl. It's available. Um, after that, we heard Mountains uh, by Prince and the Revolution, off of Parade. The much maligned film, deservedly so, but absolutely stellar original motion picture soundtrack that accompanied it. Accompanied it. Uh, that track, Mountains, is is great. Um, I love that whole record. I have a um, a friend that I made uh, on Instagram um, who we both love Prince, and my favorite Prince record is Sign of the Times. His is Parade, and rightly so. It's a fantastic album. And then we closed out our, our look back at 86 with a track called When the Lights Go Out by Naked Eyes, right? So Naked Eyes was, uh, became really famous uh, for a song called Always Something There to Remind Me, which I didn't even re- know until a couple of years ago. No joke. They didn't write it. That's a cover song from like the 50s or 60s. I know. Crazy. Um, but that song uh, is off of... Um, uh, I actually just really love it. I, I pulled this one from their their compilation, Promises, Promises, the very best of Naked Eyes. So actually, my, my favorite songs from them are When the Lights Go Out and Promises, Promises, not always something that remind me. That song just got played out big time, but it was a great cover. Um, okay, so let's, let's kind of jump into uh, some more modern music. So I'm a big fan of Outkast. I'm a big fan of Big Boy, right? So Andre 3000, Three Stacks. And then... Um, and then Big Boy. Uh, Big Boy teamed up with um, Phantogram a couple of years ago, and they put out this great record, and they called themselves Big Grams. Get it? Big Boy, Phantogram. Um, I loved it. It was such a neat mix of, of like, electronica and, and hip-hop. Uh, it was great. And uh, this, um, this is a track called Goldmine Junkie. You're listening to Blackshirt Mixtape live on Electromagnetic Radio. Enjoy. Boy, I gon' get her, for real, on the phone with her, to the wee hours, future so bright, 
can see ours Using all three eyes to get between thighs Always overstood and never undermined Got a mean spit game and a dusty wine Spoon action gravy for the cuddle time And under the cover we make another twine Fuck it, make another one
So I love that little track, uh, little track. Um, it's actually, um, so that's a track called Isn't It Lovely by uh, New York's uh, pop singer uh, Grace Ives. I recently stumbled across this track. Uh, it popped up in one of those like algorithm, like if you like this and if you like this artist, then you'll like this artist. Anyway, um, so I really, I, I really dig her, her style and I, I, I love this little album uh, called Janky Star. I love the title. It's so great. Janky Star. Um, it's her, it's her sophomore album. And, um, shockingly, not that I really give a shit what Pitchfork thinks because they hate everybody. They're even more. So my, my nickname with my friends, uh, they call me art house. Um, because I, I, they think I'm just an elitist when it comes to music and I'm, I'm not an elitist. I mean, I just know what I like and you know, I mean, I, I, okay, I'm an elitist. Um, but Pitchfork is worse than me. And they gave this album an 8.4, which is like, seriously, brace yourselves. Like that, that, that's high praise coming from, from them. Uh, but you should check it out. Uh, Grace Ives, Janky Star, a really, really great little album. Um, I'm still, I just discovered it like two weeks ago and I'm still kind of making my way through it, but I love it so far. I love that track as well. Um, so I play a lot of, um, uh, tracks out of or out bands uh, based out of Dallas, surrounding areas um, in Texas. I'm a, trying to be as big of a proponent of local music as I can um, on this tiny little soapbox that I have. And um, one band that I, I really I lament not being around here in the scene uh, when they were big, and that's a, a band called Isley. And um, I discovered them kind of on the tail end. I don't think they're together anymore. I'm not sure. I'll do some. I'll do some recon on that here uh, when the song is playing. Um, but the band is basically comprised up of uh, a bunch of siblings, uh, sisters, and then their cousin. Um, and they put out this fantastic record uh, called uh, Room Noises. And my favorite favorite track that I this album came out probably over 10 years ago. I play it all the time still. Uh, and it's a track called uh, I Wasn't Prepared.
Okay, so I did a little bit of recon uh, on Isley, right? Because I told you guys I would. So it doesn't really say if they're still together. I think they're on hiatus. The band kind of really just is the sis- two of the sisters. Um, but um, yeah, I love the harmonies on that song. So that was, um, I played, uh, gosh, I'm sorry. My kids came in and they scared me. I had my back to the door and it, it threw me off. Damn kids. Just coming to say goodnight. I mean, how dare they, right? It's awful. Um, I wasn't prepared by Isley off of their debut album, Room Noises. And then we uh, sagged into a track called Shakes Her Shoulders by a band called Say Hi. And um, they, they, 
Say Hi really is just one guy. It's Eric L. Bogan, uh, Seattle-based musician. He was around for a while. This album uh, was released in 05, and it was called the, the Wishes and the Glitch. I love that track, but the only thing that makes me really sad is the band's name started off as Say Hi to Your Mom. And I, <laughs> I just love that. I mean, it's so great, but when they released this album... Um, the wishes and the glitch, they shortened it to say hi. And I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, the music is really good. I really enjoy it, but say hi to your mom. I just, you know, say hi to your mom. Like, I don't know. I, it's, this is things that I find funny that probably nobody else does, but I was a little saddened to, to learn that. Um, anyway, moving forward, um, I'm going to play a track. So, you know, it's funny, I, I was reflecting on the last couple of shows that, that I've done, last couple of episodes, and the last one that I did was uh, dedicated, was all Kendrick Lamar. Um, you know, he just dropped a really great um, album called Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And I was actually listening to, um, there's a great, another great music podcast. There's a lot of great music podcasts, but one that I listen to a lot is called Sound Opinions. It's these two music critics out of um, Chicago, I think. And um, they did not like it. They trashed that album. They were just like, we don't know what's going on with him. It's all over the place. It's not coherent. He's just pissed off at everybody. And I'm like, I, I kind of see it, but I feel like it's just a great snapshot of his mental state, right? Um, but I was thinking about how, what a, what a hard left we went from Kendrick to, uh, oh, gee, I don't know, like um, 1986 and then playing songs like this. Um by say hi. I mean, that's, that's what it kind of sounds like, feels like to be inside my head, right? It's definitely all over the place. I listen to like, as I'm sure a lot of people do, you just listen to a bunch of different stuff. Like, especially now working from home a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm in, I'm all over the place at work. I do several different things, but, um, you know, having that ability to just listen to whatever you want, whenever you want is really awesome. Um, Next up, I'm going to play a track off of um, There Goes Rhyme and Simon by Paul Simon. And it's a track, one of my favorite songs of his called uh, St. Judy's Comet. And I remember the first time I heard it, I was in high school. And um, there was this girl that I was absolutely in love with. And she couldn't, she didn't even know I was alive. We were in the same grade. And um, I'm not going to say her name because we're friends on social media. But... Um, uh, we had a, what was it? It was like a, we were, we were putting together like a float for junior prom for the parade or something for homecoming, maybe, I don't know. And she lived by the high school and we had like, we built the float like in her driveway. And I remember she played this, she had her, uh, her bedroom overlooked the back side of the house where we were working and, and she had her speakers up against the window and she played this song, St. Judy's Comet. And that was one of my first real kind of like intros into Saint, into Paul Simon. I mean, I was obviously a big fan, but um, really getting deeper into his, his catalog. And I don't know, this, this song, I've played this song for my kids, trying to, you know, help them fall asleep many, many times. Um, I think it's a beautiful, beautifully written pop song. Uh, this is St. Judy's Comet by Paul Simon. <laughs> Well, the hour of your bedtime's long been past 
And though I know you're fighting it, I can tell when you rub your eyes, you're fading fast. Oh, fading fast. Won't you run, come see, say, into this comet roll across the skies? And leave a spray of diamonds in its way. I long to see, say, into this comet sparkle in your eyes when you
So that's a band that I really kind of need to re-engage with. Uh, that was a band called Young the Giant, a track called Firelight off of Mind Over Matter. Um, I played their debut album out. Uh, their self-titled debut it was fantastic. Saw them play live. Wasn't so great, but I don't hold it against them because their lead singer, he had a terrible cold. And they also played like a bunch of new material, and that's always hit or miss, right? Like for me, if... I mean, unless you're Radiohead and you're playing new material, like I really don't want to hear it until I'm familiar with it. But again, I'm again my my nickname is Art House with my friends, so you, you can tell uh, I'm picky. Um, so I can't believe we're already like with only have a half an hour left. We've I've really enjoyed the show. It's been a lot of fun uh, playing tracks from 1986 and then kind of you know sprinkling in some newer stuff. Um, so I'm going to kind of revamp my playlist a little bit because there's a couple of tracks I definitely want to play. Um, so let's jump into, so Spoon is notorious for covering other bands. And, and when you hear the original, you're like, I'm, every time I hear the original song uh, that they've covered, I'm always like, oh, I could totally see like why they would uh, cover it. It's so great. Um, and this is the original version of Don't You Eva. It's called Don't You Ever, right? So they, they replaced the R with an H, Don't You Eva, um, by a band called The Natural History. I love it. Check it out. Uh, Jesse Blackshirt Mixtape live on Electromagnetic Radio. Enjoy.
I was going to do that right you knew that I was going to jump into the original and then the cover but can you see like how great like they are just like taking the song and then making it their own it's unbelievable there, there's a I, I could go back and it's another great idea for a show all of Spoon's covers plus the originals um with a couple of other bands thrown in there I'm gonna write that down that's a good idea Jesse you're just you're great you're swell I hope there's a lot of people listening to you right now. Um, if you are a basketball fan, uh, you will be, uh, well, if you're a Golden State Warriors basketball fan, you'll be happy to know that they just clinched their fourth title since 2015 by defeating uh, the um, Boston Celtics 103-90. to It was a great series, and they played, uh, I mean, I love soccer, uh, but I love basketball. My wife is a huge basketball fan. And, um, you know, the Golden State had an older team against a very young, very talented Boston Celtics team. They'll be around uh, for a while, but it was a great series. But they they clinched it 4-2 to two in Boston, which is great because I hate the Boston crowds. So obnoxious. Um, okay, what time is it? How much time we got left? 10.37. Hmm. All right. Travis, 12 Memories, my favorite, favorite album of theirs. Um... I, it was a difficult record for them to make. 
It was a difficult record for them to tour. It was a difficult record for a lot of people, I think. A lot of their fans. It was dark. Uh, they were going through some crazy shit. Uh, their drummer had like almost paralyzed himself prior to recording the record. He like dove into a pool and like broke his neck or something. So they weren't even sure if he was going to walk, let alone drum. And, and Fran Healy, the lead singer, was going through some stuff. And, you know, they recorded this really dark record that actually turned out to be extremely, um, I think it's one of their most beautiful pieces of work that they put out. And I'm going to play you a track called The Beautiful Occupation, which is kind of fitting now um, with what's going on in, um, in the Ukraine. Uh, I don't think that they wrote it from that perspective, The Beautiful Occupation, but... Um, Anyway, it's fitting. Enjoy.
as the kids would say is a bop um (laughs) that was a track called friends of friends by a band called hospitality so this was um during like the run in the mid 2000 in the mid aughts where you had a bunch of one hit wonders come out uh not even like not even a hit just a bunch of really really good bands with like one or two good songs on their album um i don't really know what happened to hospitality but i love that song and i thought it I would share it with you guys. Um, so that kind of brings us to the close of of our episode. I'm going to play, I'm going to close out here in a minute and um, and then play a couple of tracks to close you guys out as we as we approach the the two hour mark. It's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. Um, I know that uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, I recommended you guys check out um, Sound Opinions. Uh, podcast. It's a great music podcast. I listen to it a lot. They've got a ton of great uh, guests on the show. They do this really neat thing called Buried Treasures where they each uh, of the two hosts bring like basically stuff like that, like just these random bands that no one's really ever heard of and and play some tracks from them. Uh, They have great themed episodes. Uh, It's awesome. 
And then uh, another podcast that I recommend you guys check out, it's a non-music podcast, but it's hilarious. It's called Smartless. And it stars, uh, it's hosted by, check this out, Jason Bateman, um, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes, right? Three really, really talented actors. Um, and they the, the premise is each, each episode, one of them gets to pick the guest and the other two don't know who it is. So one of them is prepared and the others are not. Um, and it's great. And I just started listening to, uh, they had Bradley Cooper on, which is just fantastic. They all go way back. But um, one episode, if you're a music fan, they have a lot of musicians on there, but somehow they managed to snag uh, um, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood which was like Jason Bateman's choice. And he, I guess he had made a list of like wish, a wish list for his producer. And it's like, if, you know, if you can get any of these people, it'd be great. And they got those two because um, Ozark had used a, tra- a Radiohead track and they're big fans of Ozark. Anyway, check those out. Um, as always, uh, you know, thank you for listening uh, to this, this tiny little corner of the universe called Black Shirt Mixtape. It's always a pleasure to bring uh, you know, to share my musical, uh, leanings with you guys. Um, so, uh, as always, uh, you know, be, be kind to each other, especially right now. There's a lot going on in the world and, um, kindness gets you really, gets you really far because it's free. Enjoy. Oh, man.
gratis toda esta orientación. Vamos con la primera pregunta. Muy. Piedras renales, piedras en. Eh, bueno.